O God, in your abundant grace, you sent your Son to be the light of the world. Grant that we may come and see the difference that Christ makes in each of us as we seek to become your beloved community. And as we gather in intentional worship, may we ever be reminded of your transformative love, which is the foundation of our faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Today we mark the Feast of St. Luke, and as we remember this saint who wrote both Luke and Acts, we also celebrate this particular beloved community that bears his name. It was eight years and a month ago that I was called to serve as the rector of St. Luke's, and there is not a day that I do not give thanks to God for this call. This is such a fantastic parish. We have a gorgeous building. We have dedicated members. We have become known as a church of beloved community. The foundation and mission committee help us in spreading the love of Jesus beyond our walls. Our vehicles, our liturgies, our vehicles for God's grace and peace to be communicated to all. And in all seriousness, this is pretty much a drama-free congregation. <laughs> Truly, this is a special place and it is a blessing to be a part of it. Now, of course, we do have challenges ahead of us. Across the board, religious affiliation and church attendance are on the decline. Current generations, often burdened by debt in ways that previous generations were not, simply are not giving financially as their parents and grandparents did. The period of time called Christendom when knowledge of the Christian story and respect for religious institutions could be taken for granted is coming to an end. Because of an overemphasis on science and reason, there is simply no room for the divine in our daily lives. To be sure, these are real challenges. And I have no idea what St. Luke's will look like in another 20 years. And though we do not know what the future holds, we pray that this will continue to be a place where all will come and see the difference Christ makes, that new believers will still be baptized in that font, that the faithful will still be fed from the riches of God's love at that altar. Though I do not know the future, I am absolutely confident that the future is secure because St. Luke's does not belong to any of us. It belongs to God. Our hope for the future is not that this stewardship campaign goes well or that we find the right programming to attract more new members. No, our hope is in Jesus Christ. And this means that all of our concerns for the future can be lessened because the future belongs to God. And what better place to entrust our hopes than to God? This also means that we could be more humble when we have success. The good things that we do come as a result of the Holy Spirit's guiding and empowering. It's perfectly okay to be proud of this parish. I am. So long as what we are saying in that pride is look at God and not look at us. 
And this also means that those things that might strike us as a failure are not signs that we are bad or that we have done something wrong. It simply means the spirit was not blowing in that particular way at that particular time. It all comes down to trusting that we are not responsible for the script of our lives playing out in all the ways that we want it to. Even if we had total control over everything, I am not at all convinced that I would know what the right thing to do with all that control is. Instead, faith allows us to trust that we are a part of God's story. And because it is God's story, we know that all shall be well. And if we are not white-knuckling our faith and the future of the church, then we are freed to experience these things as the gift of God that they are. When it comes to St. Luke's, we are inheritors and we are stewards. Today's passage from 2 Timothy helps us to explore this. We heard that we are to continue in what we have learned and firmly believe, knowing from whom we learned it. One of the things that I love about being in a parish with history is that none of us can claim to be the founding members. We have all come along midstream. And I love that the names of the saints of yesterday are still with us in our plaques and stained glass windows. Around campus, there are dozens and dozens of names reminding us that we have inherited the gift of faith. None of us chose to follow Jesus because it was our bright idea. Us being a Christian was God's idea long before it was ours. None of us came up with the concept of baptism or Eucharist. None of us taught ourselves about Jesus. Either someone told us about God's love for us, or we felt it as we sung a hymn written by someone else, or we knew it in the way that someone else cared for us, or we read about it in stories told by someone named St. Luke. So take some time this week and consider from whom it was that you learned the faith. Who first invited you to St. Luke's? When you arrived here, who welcomed you in? With those people in our hearts and minds, we give thanks to God for the inheritance of faith that we have received. And what is it that we have learned about the faith? Scholars generally refer to the passage we heard from Luke this morning as Jesus' inaugural message. It sets the tone for his entire ministry Quoting Isaiah, Jesus says that he is the fulfillment of the Lord's message of good news to the poor, release to the captives, sight to the blind, freedom to the oppressed, and the Lord's favor upon us all. And we heard in 2 Timothy that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for many purposes. That phrase, inspired by God, literally is God-breathed. And anything that is breathing is alive. Scripture is alive and pointing us to the truth that Jesus sets us free from everything that holds us back from the love of God. Now, not that I'm recommending reducing the faith down to a couple of words, but if we had to do that, we could say that faith in Jesus is about being saved from anything that separates us from the love of God. 
Now to be sure, there is a lot more to say as well, but if that kernel of truth is ever overlooked or forgotten, then what we end up with is something less than the good news that Jesus came to fulfill and that Luke wrote about. Now to be sure, we are not a perfect church, but one of the things that I so value about this community of St. Luke's is our awareness of God's love. Some of you, I am sure, do not like the incense on feast days like today. We have different opinions on politics, different preferences when it comes to art, different perspectives on life. But we trust that the love of God is truer and stronger than any of those differences. This message of the liberating and life-giving love of Jesus is what we have inherited. And with that love at our foundation, God is able to do and is doing infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. So then it's a question of what do we do with this inheritance? In the love of God and through this parish, we have been given a tremendous gift of which we are stewards. As I've said, this parish does not belong to us, but it has been entrusted to us for a period of time. We are to care for the faith by inviting others into it and ensuring that future generations will know the love of God through this parish in the same way that we have. We heard St. Paul exhort us to proclaim the message, be persistent whether the time is favorable or unfavorable. These days it might seem like the time is unfavorable to proclaim this message. A recent survey data has shown us that the majority of people do not have a positive view of Christians or the church. Clergy are consistently rated lower than 50% when it comes to trustworthiness. Now sure, we can bemoan this, or we can realize that whether the time is favorable or not, we remain the stewards of faith and have been given the task of proclaiming the message of God's love. And as much as we might want to think that that message of love is an easy one, it's actually quite challenging. This message of God's love means that as the baptismal covenant puts up, all people are worthy of dignity and respect. And so when we see someone being treated in an undignified way, love means that we are a steward of our actions and our voices. Love means not being content in a society in which some have too much and far too many have not enough. Love means forgiving those who have wronged us. Love means choosing generosity over keeping for ourselves. Love means becoming vulnerable for the sake of the other. Love means taking risks instead of playing it safe. The fullest depiction of love is Jesus on the cross. That is our message and our proclamation. That sort of love is the only thing that can save this world. But no one is ever going to claim that the way of the cross, even if we know that it is the way of life, is an easy way. 
The passage from 2 Timothy concludes with the encouragement to do the work of an evangelist, carrying out our ministry fully. It is as that old hymn puts it, this is our story, this is our song. The love of God that makes all things well. As stewards of the faith and of St. Luke's, telling this story is our ministry. We tell this story by inviting people to come and see. We tell this story by giving generously to support this parish so that we can continue to thrive in ministry. We tell the story by coming not just to worship, but also to social and mission events to build community and serve others in love. We tell the story not by trying to be perfect people, not even trying to be, but by being persistent in love, even when we fall short. Because part of telling the story of our faith is telling how we are met by God's mercy in our failures. Now, I know that evangelism is a word that a lot of people struggle with. But we are told that that is how we are stewards of the inheritance that we have been given. We do the work of an evangelist. Now the word evangelism, it just means good news. That's all. Evangelism is not about giving someone a five-point argument for the existence of God. Evangelism is not about memorizing scripture passages to then quote at people. Evangelism is not even about inviting anyone to come to church although that all might be a part of it. Doing the work of an evangelist is testifying to the love that created all things, the love that led the Hebrew people out of slavery in Egypt and into the promised land, the love that was born of Mary, the love that healed the sick and fed the hungry, the love that went so far as to die on a cross, the love that could not be held in death, but rose again on the third day. The love that dwells within each of us by the Holy Spirit. The love that is not only the source of all things, but also the purpose and destination of all things. Through this wonderful parish and all the saints who have come before, we are the inheritors of this story of belovedness. And we have been entrusted with the message of love, a love that both we and our society deeply need. Yes, the future is secure in God, but that does not mean that we have nothing to do. As we thank God for the evangelism of our patron, St. Luke, and we thank God for this wonderful parish, we also pray for the grace to faithfully steward this good news of God's love.